0: I'm Chris Carter of the Locked On Steelers podcast, and this is your Locked On Steelers reaction to the Steelers' win 34-11 to here at Akerser Stadium, a utter beatdown of the Cincinnati Bengals. A Steelers team that came into this game on a three-game skid, 7-7, and facing a team that had won three in a row, and it was the Steelers who looked like the much better team in this game. Huge performances all around. One has to be pointed out to Mason Rudolph, who got the game ball given to him from Cam Hayward in the locker room in this game. Mason Rudolph finishing 17 of 27 for 290 yards, only took one sack, two passing touchdowns in in this game. Huge performance from him. No interceptions, by the way. Huge performance from him. Most composed quarterback performance I have seen, not just this year, but I think since we've seen since prime Ben Roethlisberger has been on the team. And I mean that. A pass rating of 124 in this game. Huge performance from him. Hit George Pickens for two touchdowns. Just composed the offense. Looked like a coordinated player. He was going through his reads, not just just throwing it up to the first guy on on his read chart, but saying, hey, going to the first read, second read, third read, check down. He looked like the starting quarterback the Steelers have needed all season long. Now, there's no, sen- there's no saying that whether he will do this for the rest of the season and, and, or anything future, but in this game, you cannot deny, he earned, he earned his position as a starting. He earned this game ball, played phenomenally for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and gave them a huge win here for, for this offense. Also, George Pickens, huge response to what had been a lot of criticism all week long and weeks long uh, for, for, for his effort on the field, the lack of blocking on the Jalen Warren play against the Colts, um, you know people pointing out at, at bad attitudes at times, uh, his responses in, in the media. George Pickens after the game when we asked him, he said, oh I kept receipts and he delivered. A big performance, four catches, 195 yards, two touchdowns. It's the first time a Steeler has had at least 195 receiving yards in a game since Antonio Brown did it in 2017. Phenomenal performance from him. The Bengals had no answer for him or Mason Rudolph. Also, the Steelers offensive line playing very well, opening up enough space for Najee Harris to get 19 carries, 78 yards, and a touchdown. That's 4.1 yards per carry for him. Jalen Warren only eight carries for 24 yards, only three yards per carry, but... Delivered a crucial block on the Calvin Austin jet sweep touchdown that got him in, got him in the end zone. Big, not, not a big time game from Jalen Warren, but a big time effort, and that's often what it takes, even when you're even when you're struggling to get things going when you do have the balls ball in your hands. This Steelers offense came out and delivered what was the most complete performance we've seen in years. Moved the ball, converted on third downs 50 percent of the time, and also executed a game plan that when we talk to them about it, they game-planned against this Bengals team based off of the success they had in the last game. If you remember that that, that game, Pat Frymuth went off, had a really good game, had a career-high, I think 120 receiving yards in that game. And Alan Saunders of SteelersNow.com asked this question really, really pointedly and a, a really great question on his part. Asked Mason Rudolph, was that part of the game plan was to kind of base your game plan off of Pat Fryermuth's prior success? And Mason Rudolph said, yes, it was. Because you know how many times Pat Fryermuth was officially targeted in this game? Zero. You want to know why? Because the Bengals drew up a game plan to take him away from the Steelers and. Mason Rudolph went across the field, read his options, got five completions to Jalen Warren, four to Pickens, four to Robinson, two to Deontay Johnson, even one to Darnell Washington and one to Miles Boykin. This this was an an effort of him to read the field and take what the Bengals were giving him. Huge effort from him and huge execution of a game plan drawn up based off of what they saw on tape and putting it on the field to win a huge division game in a must-win game. A lot of credit needs to go to Mason Rudolph for this game. A lot of credit needs to go to George Pickens, the offensive line, and the, team, and the offense in general for stepping up in this moment. And I think something else that, 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 was, that was true about this was Mason Rudolph, with the way that he was able to make this performance happen, he actually, I think, also gave the Steelers' offense a leader. People could get, get behind someone. People could could say, hey, that guy's delivering, and you can see in the huddle they, they were listening to Mason Rudolph. And that's not to say Kenny Pickett won't become that leader in the future, but I, I truly believe, and we'll talk more about this on the full episode of the Locked on Steelers podcast, but I truly believe – Mason Rudolph needs to start the next game, regardless of Kenny Pickett's health. When you have a hot hand and you haven't had good quarterback play all season long, you ride that hot hand. If Kenny Pickett's healthy, you know, give him, you know, give him a helmet. Let him be the backup going into the game. If Mason Rudolph has a Nathan Peterman-like start to a game and throws, like, multiple interceptions and looks completely lost, then you go back to Pickett. But right now, Mason Rudolph has earned it. He earned the, re- the, the chance to at least start the next game against the Seattle Seahawks and see if this team can build some more, more momentum on offense, Overall, the offense looking very good today uh, and and dominating this performance top to bottom uh, from start and from start to finish. I got to talk about the defense here on the Locked on Steelers podcast. Stick with me here. I'm Chris Carter, your host of the Locked on Steelers podcast. We're going to get to that right after this break. We're back here on the Locked On Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our discussion here. I talked a lot about the offense in the first segment. We gotta talk about the defense right here because this was a defensive effort that required a lot of concentration, a lot of planning, and a lot of backup guys who were sitting on the couch just a little bit just a little bit ago stepping in and making big plays. Eric Rowe was a starting safety for the Steelers in in this game. Uh, and Landon Roberts went down mid-game with a pec injury. Not a good sign. He might be done for the season, and that's going to be a bad sign for the Steelers uh, down, down the road. But this was a, de- a defense that had Miles Jack out there, that had Michael Walker and Mark Robinson, Eric Rowe out there, Miles Killebrew out there and they only allowed one touchdown drive, and it was really just a big touchdown play. Michael Walker vacated his zone a little too early, and T. Higgins ran right behind it, and the Steelers didn't have an answer for it on that moment. But other than that, they dominated this performance, sacking Jake Browning three times getting three interceptions uh, on defense. TJ Watt with a sack and more than just a sack too. I think he drew at least two holding calls, caused a false start, was phenomenal in his effort. Uh, and, uh, And also Alex Highsmith getting a sack and an interception in this game. Big time stuff from him. They took the run game away from the Bengals, and the Bengals, who my, I asked Mike Tomlin this, they had a plan. He know he knows the Bengals had had a lot of success going to their running backs, going to their tight ends, trying to get guys on easy pop passes and screen passes to make life easier for Jake Browning. The Steelers took that away in this game. They said you're going to have to beat us, showing us that you can throw the ball down the field consistently, reading our defense, and making those reads across across the across the game, and. They forced him to do that, and it led to three turnovers, a huge performance here from this Steelers defense that was completely hurt up. And it wasn't perfect, but they it was as close to as perfect as you, you'd want in a situation like that. Um, I think Patrick Peterson deserves a lot of credit. I thought he looked really good at safety. I thought he coordinated a lot of really good things in, in the back end on the defense. And it looked really like this Steelers defense did not go away from calling all of its complicated zones and its switches and trying to communicate a lot on the back end. I really thought what was going to happen in this game was you were going to see uh, um, uh, the the secondary and the defense play a lot of base looks, just run man coverage and base looks and not disguise nearly as much to try to confuse uh, Jake Browning. I thought they were just going to say, hey, we're just going to play fast, see if we could beat you straight up that way. They, at least from my live watching it, I don't think that's what happened here. I think they called a lot of the same defenses, which require a lot of communication, a lot of understanding, and that can be really taxing on a lot of guys like a Miles Jack, who's just getting back to the team, uh, like a Michael Walker, who came off the practice squad, like a Mark Robinson, who's still, you know, kind of adapting to playing linebacker, like Eric Rowe, who just joined the team. All these guys that could have been in positions to make huge mistakes, they didn't. They were in position, they disguised coverages, and they fooled Jake Browning time and time again in this game, and put together a complete performance on the defensive side of the ball and to the point where the Steelers made the Bengals quit. If you remember a couple years ago, Tyler Boyd was in this, in this stadium and he said the Steelers quit after, after the game in a game where the Bengals were up multiple scores and the Steelers had the ball left, not much time, and they kind of ran the clock out. It was the Bengals with about seven minutes to go running the clock out. In, the, in, the, in this game kind of giving up and looking whipped and in front of all the Steelers fans that assembled here at Acrisure Stadium. I thought that was a true statement from this Pittsburgh Steelers team that could have folded in on itself, that could have given up, that could have been the team that's said, hey, yeah, we lost the locker room. this isn't our year, it's not our fault. you know we don't accept responsibility. no, they owned up to all of it and they delivered in this game in a huge way. And I think as much as the criticism has been about Mike Tomlin, if you've been loud about his criticisms for the pre- previous losses, you need to be loud about his successes for this for this game that got them that got them over, over the line here, and not just over the line. This is a dominant performance, a confident win, and these are the kind of wins that can turn your season around. They stopped a three-game skid, a confident win at home. Now you got two road games to finish the season. Doesn't mean they're definitely making the playoffs. Doesn't mean that they they figured everything out. They could lose the next two games, but. This is clearly a team that has not given up on itself, despite all the criticisms and despite all the accusations that this team had quit on itself, that this team was done and finished and you know, wasn't going wasn't gonna to do anything. They delivered a huge performance on that field behind me, and that, is, uh, that, is, that says a lot about the character of this team to stick together even while all the adversity is falling in on them. It's wins like these that help develop young teams and young locker rooms that are looking to learn how to, how to grow in the NFL George Pickens will take a lot from this game. I think Broderick, guys like Broderick Jones, who were part of this effort, will take a lot from this game. Guys like Najee Harris, even Pat, give it, you guys like Pat Frymuth and Deontay Johnson, they, the guys who've been around for a few years they're going to see this and they're going to say, hey, this is what it takes to get a winning performance. We need to do this, you know, put together this more often. We need to put in the work to get this kind of result more often. And I think that there's still clearly a team here that wants to find a way to win, that wants to find a way to earn their way to the playoffs and keep playing winning football. We'll talk about the best ways for them to do that on the Locked On Steelers podcast with a full episode that'll come out later tonight. I'm Chris Carter, your host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Thanks again for tuning in here from Accuracy Stadium. Uh, This is probably the last home Game I'll cover it here. I just want to say it's been an honor to c- cover it for you all here at the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'll get you my full episode when I get back home and uh, put together a, b- a bigger show here, right here for the Locked Steelers podcast. Stay- follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platforms and on YouTube. Uh, like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily episodes as well as our bonus content like this one. We'll see you again here on the Locked On Steelers podcast.